0: Out of Oklahoma City, you're listening to the Good Trash
1: Genre Cast, where movies are more than just 90 minutes in a bucket of popcorn. The Good Trash Genre Cast is a member of the Good Trash Media family. For more information, go to goodtrashmedia.com. They're talking about you, boy. but you're still the same.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash Genrecast, where a bunch of people gather at a table, well, or just me and Dalton. Yeah, (laughs) it's just just us. It's just us, and that's totally fine. Uh, And uh, we are uh, here to talk about the film The Running Man. I'm very, very excited to be doing that. It's a Richard Bachman book, uh, also Stephen King book, uh, that is adapted, uh, played by the great Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a regular Regular, regular uh, star in our uh, film oeuvre here at Good Trash. I'm pretty now.
1: sure the most talked about actor in the history of the Good Trash Rick cast. Uh,
0: I think that's safe to say. Well, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Who are you, sir, exactly? Uh,
1: my name is Dalton Stewart. And Dustin, I hope you left enough room for my fist. Because I'm going to Ramadan down your stomach and break your goddamn spine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the highlight of this film. <laughs> uh, my name is Dustin Sells. And we're sorry about the lack of co-hosts, but they had to split. And... And, uh, womp, womp, womp. You know who directed this, by the way, right? I, I saw the name. I didn't it's recognize it. Fucking Starsky. Star- oh, is it Starsky from Starsky and Hutch? You're damn right. No, Paul Michael
1: Glasser. I did not Blazer. realize
0: that's who that was. Yeah, dog. That's some good <laughs> stuff. He only directed
1: a handful of movies, but uh, this is one of them.
0: Well, it, it is one of um, several things he directed. We'll decide if it's a movie or not here in a little while. But, um, okay, to warn you, dear listener in case this is the first time you've tuned into the Good Trash genre cast. This is not a review show. It's an analysis show. And so uh, whether or not Arnold is able to succeed in, in, running. in running in an 80s action film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you ought to know already uh, what's going to go down there. But uh, we are going to spoil those things. Who fights? Who doesn't fight? How disappointed you are that some people fight or don't fight. That will happen, but not until after a spoiler-free zone. The spoiler-free zone will be a synopsis from the voice of of the Dalton Theater. Then it will be followed by our quick thumbs up, thumbs down reviews of the film. And then we'll play our game. Our game may involve mild spoilers of the film in question or other films perhaps. But once we get down to business and that's analysis time, once that happens, all spoiler bets are off. And you have been warned about that as of now. So, Mr. Dalton Stewart, voice of the Dalton Theater, let's hear that synopsis.
1: A wrongly convicted man
0: must try to survive a public execution
1: gauntlet staged as a game show.
0: Yeah, okay. It's like The Amazing Race with guns. Lots of guns. Okay. I don't know if it's that much like The Amazing Race. Well, the book's more like The Amazing Race. Yes, that's my understanding as well. So, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a difference there.
1: Yeah, no, as soon as I read about this book, I was like, holy shit, that sounds like a way more interesting movie.
0: Uh yeah. That that that's probably fair. Well, you've already sort of begun to open that can of worms, Mr. Dullster. Yeah. What do you say in terms of your thumbs up, thumbs down review of The Running Man? It's fine.
1: <laughs> it's it's it is what it is. Um yeah, it's okay. Um you have great moments like I'm going to live to see you eat that contract and I hope you need, leave enough room for my fist. Um but also it's just kind of dumb. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, and I don't mean like st- y- 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 you should know my taste by now, listener. I love Roadhouse, and hey, I, Gillian,
0: uh, I'll be back.
1: Yeah, there's some lampshading there, huh? <laughs> um, it's it, it, here's the thing, though. It's not even like it's that early in Arnold's career, like. Commando came out before this movie. Commando's yeah. a way better dumb Arnold movie.
0: Conan the Barbarian had come out before this.
1: I mean, yeah, he was already a pretty big star. Yeah. This is a year before Predator. Like, right. this we we have reached peak Arnold. At this, this is post Terminator. Yeah, post yeah, 84. I mean, we're, we're in peak Arnold town.
0: And yet this it's it's not that good. No.
1: It's okay. Uh Killian's great. Um but, I mean, otherwise, here's the real fun bit of metacasting is that he hosted the Family Feud forever. Right. Yeah. So when he does things like, show me, and he has he has a show me on there at one point. So, like, that's a great bit of metacasting. So there's some, some fun stuff like that. And um, the, the fact that the movie, any movie that opens with uh, an opening text scroll that's longer than a paragraph, you know, you're, you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> um, but they collapse the, uh, predict the collapse of all uh, financial institutions by 2017, so clock's ticking, guys. Clock's ticking. We're running out of time. Um, so good job on that point, I guess, Running Man. Um, way, to, way to call it uh, way before uh, anybody else. Um, y- yeah, it's fine. Um, the action scenes aren't that good, which is a, a shame. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime arnold is forced to like use a gun for too long it's just not interesting because every gun looks just so tiny in his hands looks so small right Looks like a children's toy um you know let him punch people Uh, and there's some fun moments the 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 hockey fight is pretty fun um with (laughs) with odd job (laughs) was that really odd job i think so Shut up. There's no way. <laughs> um that was that was fine. Um the Jesse Ventura fight that he's not actually a part of is fine. We'll get into more of the nuances of that weird plot mechanic later. Um it's just kind of weird and gross. Um and more so than your average 80s movie. Uh, like there's a whole scene where Arnold has this woman tied up. This woman has the threat of sexual assault against for like four times in All this movie. The time. It's ridiculous. It's just gross. Uh also it takes us way too damn long to get to the running. The movie goes for, like, an hour before he gets, you know, sentenced to the running man. Like, it takes way too long to get there. Um, There's just... I don't need all this exposition. Like, just, let's go. Let's go. You know what's a more interesting movie? Don't tell me... uh, Don't show me that helicopter scene at the beginning. Don't give me that nugget of information until, like, the end of the movie. That's way more interesting. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Your mileage will probably vary, listener, but... uh, it's very watchable, I'll say that. It's just, you know, far from peak Arnold.
0: Yeah, I, I totally tend to agree as well. It is, uh, it's fun. Um, I laughed a lot, not when it was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And so there yeah. there there's an entertainment factor where it's sort of the so bad it's good kind of thing. It's not that bad. It's though. not that bad, that's right. But and, there
1: are definitely some moments where uh, I, I had the same thing. Um, also seeing Mick Fleetwood show up was pretty great. Yeah, and
0: Dweezil Zappa yeah i mean just, just okay. that's weird yeah we'll take some of that yeah okay you cool know, no, whatever jim brown, all right I, I'm, I'm in jim brown that was fun uh jesse ventura j- I
1: could have done with a lot more jim brown could have done with a lot more jesse ventura yes both of them and yet we spend all this time on this uh this portly opera singer um yes we do <sighs> with Who's a name? very unfortunate scene or two
0: yeah uh, oh, man Oh, man. Dynamo. Dynamo. whole Dynamo. He's a Dynamo. You know, he looks like a light bright was turned into yes, a costume. Yes, he does. 100%. <laughs> this yeah. is a movie where the
1: guy on a dirt bike and a chainsaw, This should be my favorite movie ever. <laughs> right? A guy tries to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger by, like, jousting at him with a chainsaw on a dirt bike. Right. How do I not love this movie?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, oh. It
1: feels like it's right in my wheelhouse, and yet it just never, like... Fully brings me in. Certainly not like some other uh, Arnold Fair from around the same time.
0: Well, and Arnold himself, I mean, he doesn't really feel like he's engaged in this film. Like he really doesn't. He seems a little checked out. Because I mean, you know, he definitely drops the deadpan one-liners a lot in a lot of things he does. But there's something behind it. But even like moments where, uh, you know, the uh, the woman that he is uh, held hostage at this point says she's about to throw up, and he says, "Well, with this shirt, you couldn't tell," which could be a really funny line. And Arnold knows how to make tell a joke. Like, yeah. he's
1: not unfunny. Right. He's got decent timing. And it just, yeah, that moment totally, like, that whole airport scene is just does nothing for me.
0: Well, running very fast in white pants was fun.
1: Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, he's running down the tarmac? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah, you get an eyeful of them, uh, of them Austrian uh, hot cross buns. Let me tell you. Um that was that was fun um <laughs> it was definitely something also I feel like um he 's got a lot of abrasions in this film that don 't look like makeup right like I legitimately feel like he probably ate it on the tarmac there's a couple of boo-boos that I think are very real, so yeah. kudos for that because um, he is i mean again this is pete Arnold. this is like a five year span where the dude's in the best shape of his entire life. Um, which is just fun to watch uh, from an athletic sense, just like The Running Man would probably be fun to watch from an athletic point of view, but also it's full of gross things that are uh, not going to make you feel great.
0: Yeah, well, get a two-point bump for his biceps alone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a fact, baby. So,
0: yeah, that is, that's the thing that happens. But, you know, again, it, it is of that class of just eighty schlock kind of movies. I, I'm looking at you, Chuck Norris films, you know, that are that are fun, that are fine, that have a, occasionally good lines, and uh, vaguely interesting in some ways, but o- overwhelmingly, I- I'm feeling very sort of yeah, pan. Th-
1: there's a reason that this does not have uh th- does not get brought up as much as things like Predator and Commando, things from around the same time,
0: which are really brilliant action films in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, so there you go, dear listener. Our um, biases are generally con, but we don't hate it. Uh, we don't want to die. We don't want to scald our own eyes. Yeah, I'm not uh, mad I watched yeah, it. Yeah, not, not at all. Not at all. So uh, there you go. Now you know where we're coming from. Enough of this foolishness, though. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you can be part of this conversation. And that's via those magical means that we all know as social media adult and say some words.
1: Well, Dustin, I was going to try to do a game show thing, and yeah, <laughs> I, I got nothing. Uh, Survey says uh, Twitter. Uh, top 100 responses on the board um number one yes you were correct uh smith family it is facebook you can find the good trash genre cast and all of good trash media on facebook at facebook.com forward slash gtm that's gamma tango maserati um that's <laughs> I, think, wh- I
0: think that's actually a modeled maserati
1: it sounds like it doesn't it um <laughs> i'm not a car guy it's uh,
0: not i made that up. i know it's not but
1: <laughs> shut up, get the fuck out of here i'm trying to do the plugs um So that's Facebook. Uh, We're also on Twitter at good underscore trash. Um, And you can always find us on Stitcher, um, iTunes, wherever you consume your podcasts at. Uh, We would love it if you rated and reviewed us there. And then one more time, facebook.com forward slash GTM, Twitter at good underscore trash. Maybe you're asking yourself, well, why would I do that? What can I do there? I don't know. Maybe tell me that I'm an idiot for not loving Running Man and not seeing it as the masterpiece that it is. You could do that there. Uh, Maybe you want to tell us what you watched this weekend and... Why you think it's Pinnacle Good Trash. You could do that there, too. Uh, maybe you want to suggest a movie. That's a thing you could do. Uh, maybe you want to call us, um, You not know, beta male snowflake cucks. You can do that. Maybe you want to tell us we're the voices of a generation. We're brilliant. Don't do that. that don't I'm do just going to feel weird. Yeah. Um, I don't like compliments. Um, I'm just always waiting for someone to attack me at all times. And not like in a like a Mac from It's Always Sunny kind of way where I'm like, I think that I'm scanning for danger when I enter a room. I'm just like, I'm prepared to get beat up at all times. I'm just ready for that.
0: Yeah, the way, as, as well you should be, really. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. If
1: you're not scared of other people, you're not paying attention.
0: <laughs> he also listens to way too much true crime. That's fair. Um, so there you go, dear listener. You can be part of the conversation. Enough of this, though. I think it's time to play the game. Time to play the game. To play the game <laughs> that's right, dear listener, and this week's game is our favorite manhunt films uh, that's right favorite manhunt films brought to you
1: by the running man the running man. be part of the fun at home with the running man home board game.
0: <laughs> I don't even know how you'd play that I mean i don't when, how, how, how when does they when they introduced that, introduce that
1: concept, I was like. Just all I could start thinking
0: about was the mechanics of that game. Yeah. And I I would think it would be very bad. Nah, yeah. A lot of licensed board games are not great. That's fair. Yeah, it feels like it would be very stupid. But no, what we actually want to talk about are movies in which uh, men are hunted in one way or another. Yeah. the, The most dangerous game. Yes. Um, not to mention The Most Dangerous Game. I've we, never seen that film. Oh, have you? Oh, man. It's a great, great short story, it's, but well, I've never seen any of the films based on it. it. It's directed in the afternoons and evenings by the same director who directed King Kong with most of the same cast. No shit. And so while they were doing King Kong in the mornings, they did The Most Dangerous Game in the afternoons. what 's uh, So neat. it's a cool that. thing happening there at RKO. That's fun film facts from Dustin.
1: There's a lot of films that are
0: deeply inspired by that, though, right? Oh, yes, lots. You know, like this book and film. Mm hmm. And perhaps even your list of films have uh, selections. Uh, you are correct, sir, <laughs> because the number one at the
1: top of the list, uh, John Woo's American
0: directorial
1: debut, Hard Target, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, JC, hey, VG, Baby. Van Darn. Van, D- Van Darn. I think I said fuck like three times earlier.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, probably so. <laughs> also, not a kid show.
1: No, not not a show for children. Um, when's the last time you watched Hard Target?
0: Oh, man, I, I, I don't think I've seen it since the 90s, man. It's so man. good.
1: It's so good. I actually haven't seen it in quite a number of years, too, but I've seen it probably a dozen times. Um, here's the thing about Hard Target. Uh, it's a movie where JCVD plays a Cajun man. Right. It's one of those movies, uh, every once in a while, you watch a Van Damme or Schwarzenegger picture where they try to like explain their accent. The explanation's always very stupid. Yes. Uh, running Man, they don't even bother. Doesn't. There's no reason. You, you shouldn't explain it. Sometimes dudes just have Austrian accents. It's well, and funny. they don't
0: explain um, Amber's Spanish accent, so.
1: Yeah, no. It's America. It's a melting yeah, pot, baby. Exactly. Um, but for some reason, they decided that Van Dam is Cajun. Um, Hilarious. And uh, he gets uh, hunted by Lance Henriksen for sport. Yes. Uh, that's it. I mean, that's all you need to know. Um, except for there's a scene where he, like, catches a rattlesnake that tries to strike at him. This is the kind of movie you're in for um it's it's a ton of fun i'm pretty sure they ended up making a a, a direct-to-video sequel many 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 years later um but uh, I, I just have very fond memories of this film and uh it's interesting if if only for um you know being john woo's first american picture i mean that that alone i think makes it worth a watch um i was correct by the way there is a hard uh, target too and it stars scott Atkins, um who uh, if you were an action movie nerd like me you, you know you're Scott Adkins. Yes. Get into it. Uh, the only thing we haven't talked about, by the way, uh, is Van Damme's fucking great mullet in this movie. <laughs> just a a real, <laughs> just a really, really great mullet in this film.
0: You know, I don't remember a lot of great mullets in The Running Man, which it was prime mullet time.
1: You would think there'd be more mullets, I know. Yeah, I was like... Ventura's s- got kind of like a half mullet it thing going sadly on. Sadly mullet-less. Yeah. Um, g- give me more mullets. Um... So, anyway, a uh, terrible film that uh, I love quite a bit. That's Hard Target. Uh, next up, an amazing film from right around the same time that is probably one of the best films about uh, the hunting of the most dangerous game ever made, and that is The Fugitive, starring Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I'm Dustin.
0: Search or, every hen house, outhouse, outhouse and horror house. That's
1: right, baby. Uh, you know who's great in that? Joey Pants. Man, Joey jo- Pants Joey is great. Joey Pants is great as one of the, the other U.S. Marshals. Tommy Lee Jones is great. He was so great. That they made a sequel starring just him and not Harrison Ford, called U.S. Marshals, co-starring
0: Wesley Snipes. That's
1: right. Always been on black, dude. Um, that one's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen U.S. Marshals. Underrated.
0: I uh, like it. I like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. That's a lot. what I was just about to say. Because uh, he doesn't play Robert Downey Jr. No, he plays. Uh,
1: he's a little snarky still, a little but bit.
0: But he's not. He's not like he is when he's doing the Tony Stark. Iron that's Man fair. Thing. But
1: he's he's doing. He plays the Joe Pantoliano role in yeah. that film. Mm-hmm. He he plays like the second in command. Um, both of those great movies. Obviously, The Fugitive is a lot better, but um, yeah. w- fantastic film. The the best movie about hunting people. Uh, finally, Dustin, it's just you and me now these days. And now that it's just you and me, I really feel like there's no more rules.
0: Oh, like the Fincher rule? Yeah, there's no more rules. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, when we started
1: recording, uh, let's put let's uh, do do some uh, some hindsight. It's 20. When we started recording this show, I was. Oh my god, That's this This can't be right. 22? Oh, I was 22 god. years old when we started doing this show. Oh, you
0: were a baby.
1: Holy shit, that cannot be right. There's no way.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's gross. There's no way.
1: Nope. 23, I was wrong. We started in 2014, right? Oh, well
0: then you were like an old grizzled man by then. Did, we, did, did, we, did I make that?
1: When did we start this show? I don't know. 13 or 14? Who knows? My point is, uh, I, I, I was a wee babe who was just like really starting to broaden... Uh, my horizons in terms of the kind of films that I was watching. Um, obviously, uh, over the last four or five years, I still like mostly the same movies. Holy shit, Dustin, I was 21 when we started recording this show. Holy cow. I was about to turn 22.
0: That's crazy. That's that's weird. Yeah, five years. We've now. been doing
1: this for five years in September. That's uh, insane. Yeah. Um, my point is, um, we had to make me not talk about David Fincher movies when we started the show. um because they were kind
0: of exhausting well
1: i i i i I brought it upon myself in fairness um but with gameplay like this it's hard not to bring up movies you like right? right when somebody says think of you know your favorite movie that involves x y or z premise you're like okay rolodex is my favorite movies do any of these apply to this um this is the one that i feel like is most apt um and it's zodiac um that is all about, um, number one, a serial killer who by all accounts, uh, had a fascination with the most dangerous game, according to the people that uh, were chasing him, but also, uh, three men who were also trying to catch another person. It's a two way manhunt baby. Um, which is what makes it so interesting. And, uh, since the film just turned, um, 10 years old the other day, um, or nine years old, recently just had a milestone birthday. I'm going to say 10, uh, cause that's what sounds right in my head. Yeah, no, 2007. So it, Um, I think we just crossed its 10th anniversary, where we will later this year. Um, But um, what better time to talk about it than with uh, a monumental um, birthday that it's having. Um, And what a great film. We've talked about it on the show, in fact, um, for one of our our, uh, Shocktober marathons. Because you might not remember, but it's kind of a spoopy movie. It is a little bit. It's a little scary, but it's also uh, all about the hunt for people. So uh, what a great people-hunting movie. Dustin. Yes, sir. Tell me.
0: Are you doing your Shatner here?
1: I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, <laughs> I, I was just feeling the moment. You're feeling the moment. Yeah,
0: I was just letting. I was letting it take me. Well- a two-way manhunts. Um, that's what I'm thinking about right now.
1: Oh, you're you're thinking just about movie, well, no, movies no. where people are hunt. There's two two sides.
0: Yeah, there's two sides. Um, because that's one of the picks I had. And okay, so was well, Zodiac? Well, no, not Zodiac, okay. but 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 along those same kind of lines. Um, okay. the Coen Brothers, No Country for Old Men. Okay, we're looking for Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. and we're also looking for Javier Bardem. Javier. <laughs> not don't. not to be confused with Javier. Pick it, pick it up. <laughs> don't don't put it in your pocket.
1: <laughs> then it's just another coin.
0: The coin's got no say. My mother, uh, she's dying of the cancer. Oh my god!
1: She <laughs> Kelly MacDonald is so fucking good in this movie. Oh, I would tell you what, man. There's a lot of people from the British Isles. They try to do a Southern accent. It just sounds ridiculous. Kelly McDonald sounds so genuine and yeah, perfect. She nails, it. she nails it.
0: But it's a great movie. Um, it's awfully obviously an Oscar winner, um, uh, for Best Picture. Yeah. But it is it is a really really brilliant manhunt story in which no one gets their man, no. which is not what normally happens. No. No one, not
1: even the bad guy doesn't win. The good guys don't win. Fate and Random Chance take over. Yeah, because... Which, because uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie.
0: It was, it was a different uh, cartel that ends up shooting Josh Brolin, right? It's it not the right people.
1: Yeah, I, I, if it's even the right people, it's not, it's H- not Javier. It's not Renan. Javier.
0: And, and, of course, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is unable to catch Javier. So it just does not work, no matter how you slice it. And I like that. I, li- I like the sort of unsettledness of that. And uh, I
1: haven't sure this can since I was... Sorry. The end of that movie is one of my favorite endings of all time. I love yeah. it. Oh, so good. It's so great. And he had fire. He had a car and a horn of fire.
0: Just. I wonder what that means.
1: <laughs> and then I woke up. Boom. Cut to black. Oh my God! What? Oh, it's, what a frustrating ending.
0: Yeah, and I. Oh, lo- it's so good. I love that about it. Um, yeah,
1: it's all about the. Uh, I mean, it, it it really wrestles with kind of the same things the zodiac do, does is. Um, the inefficacies of the chase. Yes. Uh, the, the, the really cosmic unimportance of it, right?
0: Right. Um, the other big movie, uh, well, another big movie. I have two of them. Uh, that is, And I talked about this on the Point Break show, actually, uh, because it was on heavy rotation on cable television, mm-hmm. premium cable, uh, during the uh, early part of the 90s, and that is The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. It is just, I mean, and, you know, it's The Silence of the Lambs. I don't need to say any more. Hannibal Lecter, Buffalo Bill, Clary Starling, John Glenn. What, what more do you want? Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Not, you said John Glenn, John Glenn who was an astronaut. Not the astronaut. No, Scott Glenn, the, the actor. The
1: incredibly yoked 90-year-old actor. Yes,
0: who is um insane and nerdo. By the by, but he's
1: it. so great in it. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's a blind
0: swordsman named. He's Stick. also
1: insane in the leftovers. He is. There's two shows he's on right now where he's insane, and it's great. Yeah,
0: I, I love it. Uh, but I love Silence of the Lambs. It's a great film. It's one of the greatest films of all time watch it. I mean, just period. Yeah. Uh, my last manhunt film is a personal selection trying to find something in the archives that perhaps the dear listener has not seen to make a recommendation mm-hmm. for the game. And that is a Clint Eastwood film, a directed film, called A Perfect World, starring Kevin Costner, in which he takes a, a young child captive mm-hmm. uh, as a hostage while he is escaping, uh, I think it's escaping local jail, not prison-prison, mm-hmm. uh, if, if memory serves. And he is a, uh, as a child uh, that does not have a father figure in his life, and There's this crazy sort of weird Stockholm syndrome slash bonding that happens between Kevin Costner and the young child, and it is. It is deeply sad and melancholy, and it's about masculinity. and uh, As his
1: movies often are. Uh,
0: as they typically are. And uh, just about how you go and how you grow um, through all those sort of things and those questions that you have um, you know, as a young man raised by women, uh, in the case of the young man. Uh, and again, sort of the, uh, the frailty of that sort of uh, machismo that Kevin Costner had been up to that point living by and exposing some of that. It's, you know what
1: I thought you were going to say?
0: I uh, know. Uh, blood work. Blood work.
1: Which is another uh, Clint Eastwood directed uh, film. Yeah. yeah. He plays a retired FBI profiler. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it in years. I remember liking it all right. You
0: know a Clint Eastwood manhunting movie that I do like a lot? What's that? Uh, in the Line of Fire.
1: That's a good one. With the Malk?
0: With the Malk, yeah.
1: Oh, oh, Malkovich is so good in that movie. Yeah,
0: he, he's really, really great. Yeah. I'm going to kill the president.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to do Oh, you can't say that. I've do- softly
0: whispering. You just said that. But I'm, I'm quoting John Malkovich. I was doing my John Malkovich voice. Which is like softly whispering at all times.
1: No, wait, it's, you've got to go up to the explosion. Do you understand
0: what I'm saying? Fuck face! <laughs> you got to oh, hit, hit those peaks. Well, but see, he doesn't hardly do that in that film. That's true. That film, he is almost always at a just, just above a whisper. The entire film. And it's really terrifying, honestly. He's so good at it. He's <laughs> got a
1: gun made out of wood. Oh, man. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> he's the scariest guy. <laughs> that movie's so great. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like that a lot. We, we like a lot of Manhunter I'll tell you, right? I'll throw
1: another one out there okay, since you brought up Silence of the Lambs. I finally got around to watching Manhunter, uh, oh, the Michael yes. Mann film, the, yes. uh, the first adaptation of Red Dragon um, with uh, Scott, oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name. Grissom from CSI, whose uh name eludes me at this moment. Yeah, I, know I feel really about. bad. Uh but also, also got uh, Tom Noonan in yes. the um Francis Dollarhide role and the um in in the inintimid- Inimitable? The, there we go. The Inimitable. Thank you. Well, sometimes words are hard. Uh, Brian Cox yes. as Hannibal Lecter with a K this time.
0: Yeah, not so great as Hannibal either.
1: Um, I would disagree with that, but I would. He, th- they didn't know what they had with Lecter, so they don't really bother to give him any screen time.
0: He's still third place of three.
1: Yeah, that's fair, because Tom Noonan's real good in Manhunter.
0: Well, I mean, uh, third place of three. Oh, Hannibal, of Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal's Lecter.
1: Yeah, that's fair. He is third place of three. I thought you were talking about third place in the lead cast, which I would agree with that too. Um, I, I struggle with Michael Mann a lot because um, I, I know I want to like his movies – but I never like them as much as everyone else does.
0: He really loves Glass Bricks.
1: Yeah, he does. We've we talked about it. I know we've had this conversation before. Yeah. The only one that I love like as much as other people is uh, Collateral, which I think is r- uh, yeah. a really incredible film. Yeah. I, I think Collateral is quite great. I like the Cruise. Um, cruise is great. in it. Like Jamie Fox. Fox Jamie Foxx is real good in yeah. it. Um, but uh, Heat, I don't like that as much as a lot of people. It's okay. Um, like it. th- uh, there's apparently a lot of Miami vice apologists. Do you know about this? No. The the film, not the series. Yes. The film, which was kind of derided when it came out. Right. Um, which made me want to rewatch it, but then I remembered that it's almost three hours long. Ew. It's real long. But anyway, uh, Manhunter is, is really, really good. Uh, so just since we were talking about um, Silence of the Lambs, which we do talk about on the show quite a bit, in fact, we dedicated an entire episode to it one time. Correct. Correct. Um, I would recommend you check out Manhunter. It's on, It's streaming in a couple places right now. William Peterson, by the na- way, is the name of the actor that oh, I was okay. thinking of. Um, I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it, it's got a very interesting pace to it, as most Michael Mann films do. and It's got some very weird editing, as many Michael Mann films do. Um, but it reminded me a lot of Thief, which is probably my favorite Michael Mann movie. So I would definitely recommend you check it out.
0: Hey, dear listener, we'd like to know what you think mm-hmm. about um, films that are great man hunts or perhaps woman hunts. I was trying to think. Perhaps of some. they are starring Helen Hunt. We don't know. Um, but uh, probably would be less um, I would relevant to the topic. I would watch.
1: <laughs> oh, man, they already made an Eileen Warnus movie. Damn it. Um, Helen Hunt as, as Eileen Warnus. Yeah, but they already did with Charlene. Yeah, and then Charlene uh, killed or, it. Yeah. We said we both said Charlene, Charlie's Charlize. Charlize. Um, well, you said it first. It's I know fault. I fucked it up first. I know it's your fault. It's my fault. There's a a, a woman hunt movie though. What's that? Man or um, monster?
0: <gasps> yeah. I guess
1: she's now. Well, not really, because she's she's the one doing the people hunting. Yeah. Um, it's not really about people trying to catch her. Yeah. So hmm. we're gonna find a movie about um, a lady on the lamb. Yeah. I fun. can't think of any. Oh, Salt.
0: Uh, the Angelina yeah.
1: Jolie movie, there you go Yeah, there you Which go. is a uh, Lady Born Identity, right?
0: Yeah, sort of, yeah I, I didn't watch it because I Neither did I Better things do with my time
1: Well, there's better Angelina Jolie movies Correct So, yeah, so, never got around to that one I've Gone in 60 seconds, just go we, oh, Man, alright, so we're going to do some homework uh, Why don't you hit us up on the social medias that we already told you about And tell us about the, the Lady Hunt movies we're missing Absolutely um, Not in a gross way, though I don't. I'm not interested in those picks. No, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, don't don't be that guy. Don't don't ruin my feet with that kind of nonsense. Correct. Um, well, I guess uh, there's only one thing left for us to do, Dustin.
0: It's time to get down to business. That is correct. It's business. It's
1: business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say.
0: That's right, dear listener, and that business is, as always, Analysis. Hey, Dalton. Yeah, Dustin. Let's talk about like contemporary analysis. Okay. Um, you know, the novel is actually set in 2025. Mm-hmm. However, the film is set in...
1: 2017, uh, and then uh, moves forward to, I believe, 2019. With, after yeah. the end of um, Arnold's uh, indentured servitude.
0: Yes. So, okay, 2019 are the events. But, you know, the whole collapse happens in 2017. Mm-hmm. Democracy... The food
1: riot happens in 2017.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, the rise of sort of a... Uh,
1: a paramilitary
0: um, a police state? Yeah, run by game show hosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does that sound vaguely familiar? Gee, I don't... Is there anything that needs to be it's said there? It's weird that
1: you would mention that because it sounds really similar, and I can't for the life of me. 2017, game show host United States... Yeah, I got nothing. I don't know.
0: Like like run by like sort of wrestling figures? Does that help at wrestling all? Wrestling figures. Hmm. Perhaps members of the World Wrestling Hall of Fame?
1: Gee, I... Yeah, board members of the WWE. That rings a bell. Yeah, I can't I got nothing, Dust. Oh, are we talking about um Justin Trudeau? We are talking about
0: Trudeau. Oh, okay. We're yes. talking about
1: Trudeau's Canada. Clearly. Okay.
0: Clearly. Um, clearly. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to say anything. More. No,
1: I don't want to become an enemy of the state already.
0: <laughs> about that already. I'm... We we already made a John Malkovich quote that couldn't be yeah, put know. Us on an NSA list. Y- yeah,
1: you did. I didn't well, do anything.
0: I, did. I said a quote. Mm-hmm. I did.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that stands up in a FISA court.
0: Well, I, yeah, fair enough. Um, so that, if I get black-bagged, now everybody knows where I went. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you won't, but you'll know why I went.
1: Although if that's not enough to uh, – I'll tell you what, though, Dustin. If the FISA court couldn't get a warrant for a, a, a tap on a, a rogue a, agent um, of a foreign power uh, to tap their place of business, um, we are probably fine. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Also, we're putting this publicly on the internet. Yeah, that's that's a fair point too. <laughs> so we're all going to die.
1: Yep. No, the algorithm already found this. We haven't even posted it yet. So, so anyway, it's kind of prescient, right?
0: Yes, and there is this idea in the eighties, right? This rise of fascism, mm-hmm. and, and and why in the eighties were they thinking fascism was on the rise? Um, do you know of two particular elections, perhaps, or at least one of the two? And I'll give you the other one, um, maybe, uh, maybe not. What well, uh, do you? Look, yeah, yeah. You keep, you're, keep talking. You're making you're making looks at it. Well, there's a there's a guy who got elected on November fourth, nineteen eighty.
1: Okay, we are talking about Reagan.
0: Yes. And then there is a... I assumed uh, you were
1: talking about Reagan. And then
0: there's a lady who got elected in the late 70s in the UK.
1: Oh, you're and you're talking about old thatchy. That's right. Yeah. Old thatchy. Yes, old uh, straw roof.
0: Y- y- yes. Um, yeah. And so this is a moment uh, where... Yeah, the co- coalition of
1: the willing to power. <sighs> Fuckers. Man.
0: So it is a moment in which uh, a great many uh, creative minds are reacting against that. And they're seeing fascism... On the rise, right, um, which is weird because it 's also a moment where um, totalitarianism is uh, really become associated almost exclusively with uh, communism in, in, in sort of the more um I guess I'm gonna say the popular zeitgeist. I mean, this is obviously pop film that we're talking about, especially of
1: 19, the mid 1980s. Right, right.
0: And so there's like a one-to-one correspondence between uh, authoritarianism and communism, socialism. You know, that sort of planned economy uh, type of lifestyle, and uh, that, and again, the sort of the 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 popular spirit, especially the American and uh, British uh, culture, was that uh, with capitalism comes greater freedom. And uh, that, they, they, that they necessarily are connected, that, that there's a necessary connection between capitalism and freedom in democracies, and that there is a necessary connection between authoritarianism, totalitarianism, and um, communism. And so there's a weird way in which these moments, uh, these films in the 80s, sort of push back against some of that.
1: Um, excuse this exaggerated eye roll. Oh, brother. What <laughs> the oh, fuck does that even mean?
0: I, I don't even know.
1: But, yeah, the pushback was very real, um, especially with films like this. Um, another Schwarzenegger film, like Total Recall, I think you've got a little bit of that as well, um, about the, the the overbearing nature of the American state uh, becoming an American police state. Um, really interesting uh, how this cycle seems to go, uh, because there was also a similar film cycle around 2003 to 2006 with Tony Blair and um, George W. Bush. Yes. Um, So this is not the first time uh, this has happened, Um, what's happening right now. And I'm assuming the art of the next coming year or two is going to really reflect that. And you're already starting to see some art accidentally reflect that um, with um, a handful of films that have been released over the last year and a half or so. uh, Films like Get Out and um, Green Room. Um, Some of them, you know, Get Out much more explicitly. uh, A reaction um, not to what's happening right now, but what was happening at the end of the Obama administration um there there are a lot of uh films that are kind of accidentally prescient right now and I seem they become much more directly engaging with current events uh, over the next year or two um but yeah there there was certainly a moment in the 80s of pushback against the idea that only um uh, planned economies could be totalitarian
0: Right. And uh, so, yeah, totalitarianism is its own thing. It, it, it exactly. It's is part of what the pushback is here uh, in this film and other films of its ilk. Um, I'm looking even at Alan Moore's work for V for Vendetta um, with comics at this point, not the, not the live action yeah, film. Yeah, which, which would not be
1: for – well, to the second cycle the we second were just cycle, talking
0: yeah. about. So first cycle to second cycle. Um, there's, there's a lot of this sort of stuff going on. And, and the, the thing is authoritarianism is authoritarianism, and it doesn't really matter um, what your sort of economic philosophy happens to be. In that moment, if you're totalitarian and authoritarian, that's what you are. And uh, that that is fundamentally the thing that's being pushed back against. And that's really what was being pushed back against in 1989 uh, with the fall of the Berlin Wall and uh, sort of the, uh, the big European spring that happened uh, at that point and also uh, eventually the fall of the Soviet Union in 1990. And so these movies uh, sort of anticipate some of that. And again, uh, the, the real disaster in those things politically was their authoritarianism. They just, they were so fearful of uh, losing the revolution, counter-revolution, that in so doing, they sort of undid themselves, right? Um, so, you know, that, that's one of the things that's going on in this movie. Also, women. Oh. Uh, can, can we talk about... Oh, God, it's so gross. Let, let Amber. It's Amber
1: just really gets treated very poorly in this film.
0: Well, and I mean, again, so there's sort of directorial choices, I think, because um, I'm pretty sure the actress is not making this choice to uh, do her uh, workout to Captain Freedom's, um, you know, aerobic workout mm. in her negligee. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean... Ain't nobody works out in silk. No, I don't. No think... No one, ladies. If any of you who are listeners to the show, if you do that, I would like to know because I, I, I just don't think that's the for thing. anthropological for, reasons. For purely scientific yeah. reasons, yes. Don't send pics.
1: You're you're <laughs> I, a married man. I, I might as well be. Yeah.
0: I, I don't need to know.
1: No, um, but I need to know. No one. I'm 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 <laughs> I'm willing to take a stand right now. Nobody works out in silk ever. Zero percent of period. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. None. Um, so that and that's just the fucking start, right? That is the start of things with Amber, uh, and and then she gets tied up to a fucking bowflex. <laughs>
0: bowflex. I kept waiting for Chuck and
1: Arnold just like keeps threatening to murder her. Yeah, the hero of this film, who opens the movie by being like, "I won't hurt innocent people," um, just is like emotionally terrorizing this woman. What the fuck is happening here? And, and no, she cannot catch a break. She cannot catch a break, and what happens when she gets a little bit curious about this this meathead that kept like threatening to beat her up and like snap her neck like a chicken?
0: Well, when the when the when the media lies about what happened, yeah, and escape, she right? becomes
1: a little. Uh, well, yeah, when the fake news uh, fake newses, um, she gets a little bit frustrated. I hate it when they co-opt our shit. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it. Yeah, Nazis tick- always taking all the good stuff. Right, douchebags. Anyway, so when the when the fake news, fake news is uh, about what happened at Bakersfield, and um, she believes it, but when uh, it's about something she was actually there for, she's like, wait a second, hold the phone.
0: Those people didn't Something's
1: die. Something's amiss. Uh, and then immediately gets thrust into the running man competition.
0: And the way that she is able to be vilified is because she is sexually promiscuous. She has had sex with up to three men in a year.
1: Buddy, if that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> A lot of people I love are going to jail. Yeah, a lot of people I love very dearly. Yeah, very um, dear. man. Yeah, whoo, whoo. Yeah, that that's that, the dumbest shit ever. It is. Um, which is again, I, I think speaks to I, fairly interestingly within the text of the film. I think it's it speaks to the the moral superiority that the police state tries to assume. Um, I mean, because that that was the thing with I mean, we were like, you know uh, we were just talking about the totalitarianism totalitarianism uh of uh, of communist states uh let's let's go back to germany um what was the first thing the nazis started to do was shut down all the cabarets yeah uh all the places where you could you know get drunk and screw around and uh listen to fun music and uh, have a great grand old time um was they started with their moralizing um so I, i think that kind of speaks to um the inherent quality of 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 these um these regimes of authoritarian regimes to say um, that we are the the, the the vanguards of morality, right? Mm-hmm. We are the we are the arbiters of what is uh, correct behavior, um, which is never good. Um, when, uh, when 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 uh, things that uh, are not clearly a crime become crimes, you know there's a problem
0: yeah absolutely, absolutely. And so she is again placed in this situation in which she is uh corrupt because she is a quote unquote fallen woman. I feel like it's like a gothic literature um novel from like the nineteenth century at this point. you know it's very Victorian in its approach there uh, and then she's uh, sort of nearly raped twice by Dynamo or at least in positions of power and um, domination. Well, and I thought about that. Uh, They're very coded like rape to me.
1: With the, I mean, the one at the end is not sure. coded but, as anything. Yeah, the man's in his it, is an attempted yeah. rape. Um, that was a thing I thought about with Arnold, um, and I started to think about films where there's a physical confrontation between men and women. I thought about that a lot just as I was watching this film because I feel like it's very... You have to, as a filmmaker, I think, make a choice to go out of your way to make sure it is not coded as a potential sexual assault. Yes. I, I think one film that does a really good job of this is a film. that I know I talk about a lot on the show, uh, Sicario, mm-hmm. um, the Denis Villeneuve film, um, where there's a physical confrontation between Emily Blunt and John Barenthal. Um, Right after they were uh, being intimate with one another, there is a physical confrontation, and it never feels coded for sexual assault. And no, it never feels like it might go that way.
0: He's just killing her because he's supposed to kill her. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You've seen the film, correct? Yeah, I've seen it. yeah. yeah
1: and it. never, And I think I, – I don't think it's a choice to code things as sexual assault. I think it's a choice to not make sure it m- isn't coded. Does that make sense? Correct. Um, because there is, especially when you're talking about somebody as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger, there is an inherent – uh, a physical i mean w- literally when when the the light on set can 't get around somebody 's body to light the other actor it 's kind of hard to not accidentally shoot something you don 't mean to shoot right um, so I think you have to be careful about that kind of thing but I, I yeah I mean there are at least um, the two encounters with Dynamo I think that whole encounter with Schwarzenegger is coded in a yeah. really gross way that i don 't like and again i don 't think it 's intentional, but I think it's you got to be careful.
0: Well, I would dare you to look at the very last shot of the film again mm-hmm. um, because um, they have the kiss at the end, yes. right? You know, the you know the dual Hollywood plotting, right? Yeah. We have the uh, we have the romantic plot along with the sort of heroic rebellion plot that's mm-hmm. working there. Because um, it's a film. Because it's a movie. Well, a because Hollywood. it's in
1: a Hollywood film, right. we should specify.
0: But when they kiss, um, mm-hmm. my wife was sitting with me as mm-hmm. I watched this, and he puts his hand mm-hmm. on the back of her neck to walk her out. Mm-hmm. And it's just a,
1: like at the damn airport.
0: Yes. Just like at the airport. And she goes, Ooh. And I go, I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, really troubled, you know, as a, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, which is a shame because I actually really like that actress. Um, mm-hmm. she, she had a, she's in predator too, uh, as a homicide, yes. pregnant homicide detective. She's great. She is great in predator too. Yeah, she's like had a lot. handful of really kind of fun, uh, roles throughout the, that era. Um, so it's a real shame to see her get so treated so shitty by this movie. Um, it's, it's gross, and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that um, this speaks to a larger... It's it's very interesting to see uh, films that are um, against something, um, because clearly the film does not think it's okay that Amber is being sentenced to death because she might have had sex with three different people in one calendar year. Right. Um, which are low numbers. Those are rookie numbers, let's rookie. be honest. <laughs> you're, not, um, you're not even trying. Exactly. Um, you could have sex with three people in a year on accident. You're not <laughs> trying with those numbers. Um, <laughs> that's gross. I'm sorry. My point is um, the film it seems to be on her side. Yeah. So it's weird when it makes these these, these strange shooting choices um, with her and Arnold. Um, you know, the good guy. It's it just... It, and that speaks, I think, to um, the inherent misogyny of of action cinema, um, which is something that I, I wrestle with as somebody who has a deep and unabiding love of action films. It's something that I, I struggle with a lot. Uh, so when a film, when an action film is trying to be political, is trying to say something kind of subversive and against um, the moral majority, um, quote unquote, it still fucks up. And I, I think that that speaks to. Um, this is what happens when uh, the only people working on a movie are dudes, right? Yeah. When the only people behind the camera are dudes, you're not – things Things are going to happen like that sometimes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing I kept thinking about in watching the film was the idea of the surveillance state. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, in part because of – I've had, I've read the novel also. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that uh, omnibus of the <laughs> that, Bachman books. Yeah, I
1: started to uh, read about the novel as I was watching the film um, – because I was very interested by... Um, I was like, the, well, the deployment of Amber feels very much like a movie. And I was curious if there was an equivalent character in the novel. There's not. Uh, it's just, you know, a motive... Uh, spoilers for Running Man the novel. Um, the the lead of that film is motivated by a desire to provide for his wife and child who end up murdered by the end of the book. Right. And it's like, God, which is better? Uh, the really poorly used female character or the non-existent female character to motivate the male protagonist? I mean... Both are kind of a shit show in their own right.
0: Yes. Also, the novel ends, and this is a big spoiler, with him crashing a plane into the building of the uh, of the network. Yeah, no, I read that and yeah. about poop
1: my pants. Yeah. That is bonkers. Yeah, it's nuts. It ends with him high... I'm going to say this one more time. It ends with the Schwarzenegger character hijacking an airplane and flying it into a
0: skyscraper. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, nuts. But the thing is, is that the, the way the game show is set up is that you you have to run away and uh, you're you're a fugitive for a time. You don't necessarily have to be a criminal uh, to do this. Yeah, you, you volunteer. You volunteer. You were s- not
1: sentenced to the Running
0: Man. And so if you can if you can stay on the land for uh, you know thirty days or whatever, you get whatever you want. I think
1: it's like a million dollars a day, right? Yeah, something or like a th- it's like a thousand dollars an hour, hour. Yeah, something and like that. for a max of thirty days.
0: Yeah, and so it, it you know it, it's a way to bank up some cash, and you're you're sort of you know you're being surveilled. Everybody's looking. Looking for you, um, every camera is pointing in your direction, and I'm just thinking about this way in which we live in a culture now in which we are constantly on video, that we are constantly locatable, that we are constantly on the grid I don't know if you're aware of this or not uh, recently, I think last year, or year before last, uh, Wired magazine uh, did a special piece where uh, one of their uh, staff writers um, went on the lamb for 30 days. That was the plan, and I uh, went off the grid, and it was a challenge uh, for like five thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. like that to find him, and he had to find ways to get on Amtrak trains without you know being detected and live a life, and you know develop he had to develop a Facebook page because you can't just drop into a city without a Facebook because people are going to look you up, and so he had to make a fake Facebook page you know for himself, and it just this crazy. It's not
1: true. You can totally do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you can, yeah yeah you just say I don't do Facebook right. Yeah. Right. It's super easy. Yeah. But that's not. But what
1: if you're mean. trying to yes, if you're trying to cultivate a fake persona, then yeah, it does help to have a fake Facebook.
0: Yeah, and anyway, it's it's just an interesting kind of idea that in this culture you you cannot disappear any longer. There is no hiding any longer. Watch me, baby. <laughs> Watch me.
1: I will ghost on all of you. Yeah,
0: but the, I mean, w- w- outside of like you know living in a tent yeah. in a national park. Yes,
1: but, but, yeah. Outside of full on, um, uh, Ted Kaczynskiing it. Um, yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, and it's it's the uh, it's the unforeseen accidental surveillance state um, that no, not even Orwell and all of his uh, his Majesty could have predicted. Um, it's the elective surveillance state.
0: Yeah, because we have chosen it, right? And so it, it's there about and around us at all times. And so it, it's just something I find to be interesting.
1: I, I think the thing that I kept thinking about in this film um, is really the, the issue with a lot of Hollywood stabs at similar things. Um, a film that I like uh, quite a bit uh, more than this movie uh, anyway that I know you hate equilibrium Um, Mm -hmm. films like equilibrium and the running man um, films inspired by you know the great totalitarian dystopian novels like 1984 and a brave new world um, because they are Hollywood films they only know how to solve their end of the equation with violence which is really kind of Muddled in a film that seems to be saying spectator violence is bad, right. uh, that ends with us spectating Arnold Schwarzenegger, who says multiple times throughout this film, I won't hurt uh, unarmed civilians, by killing uh, a septuagenarian, uh, by putting him in a rocket sled and shooting him through a billboard. Um, a mixed message.
0: Yeah, a little bit. It, it's confused. I mean, and that's sort of that myth of redemptive violence, mm-hmm. that 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 his act of violence is somehow redemptive, that we've taken this man mm-hmm. out and therefore yeah, everything's fine. Yeah,
1: everything's fine. And this is a film uh, about you know, the spectacle of athleticism starring a professional wrestler, a professional bodybuilder, and a professional football player mm-hmm. um, that seems to suggest that th- there is no difference between the NFL and the running man, right? They all stem from the same human desire to see uh people uh specifically large men colliding into each other uh with high velocity um as a way to distract from the mundanity uh and the bullshit um which again is a perfectly interesting thing and obviously it sounds like that's not at all what stephen king slash richard bogman's novels engaging with it's no. engaging with the police state and um, you know, what we will elect to do for money, uh, as far as I can tell. Again, I haven't read it, just kind of familiarizing myself with the novel to talk about the film. Uh, th- this movie has things in mind. Like, it has thoughts about things, right? It has opinions, it mm-hmm. has themes that it wants to engage with. It just bails yeah um and schwarzenegger uh i read uh n- realizes this he, he's not wild about the running man well, he
0: said that um there was an, an original director was attached to the film mm-hmm. and it was only there for like a week or something yeah they like had that.
1: to that's why starsky uh, yeah starsky ended up on it yeah because they had to replace the uh, original director very quickly
0: and apparently in schwarzenegger's opinion that was the mistake that the original yeah. director had something a bit more nuanced in mind and then this mess is what we ended up with
1: and again it Kind of as we're in the summation, as we're approaching the end of this conversation, uh, it's not a disposable film, I would say. it's Well, let me rephrase that. It's not a, a without merit film. Yes. I would say it's quite disposable, actually. It's just not without merit. Right. Um, it has things at heart. It has things on its brain. It just doesn't know how to articulate those feelings, kind of like me sometimes. Um, and, and that's that's the real trouble with the politically motivated action film sometimes. Um Because they're not, uh, they don't always hit that sweet spot. You gotta, you're walking a real tight tightrope if you want to make a film about uh, how bad authoritarianism is, uh, and then still show people get shot in the gourd. Um, Yeah, there's only a handful of films that have done it that I can think of off the top of my head, Um, and uh, one of them, the protagonist doesn't pick up a gun, and that's sometimes how you have to avoid that problem entirely. So that's the real question,
0: isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and I guess the question then that remains is, what do we do with this film as far as a verdict goes? Uh, you know, you're talking about its disposability. So, what do I, I ask you now, Dalton Stewart? Shelf for trash, and then Elves instead based on that selection.
1: It's trash. I'm sorry, um, there are better Schwarzenegger films. There are better films from this era. There are better films wrestling with similar questions, so let's get into them. Uh, what what are you going to watch instead of The Running Man? Um, well, if we're going to talk about films based on works by beloved authors starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, let's go no further than the 1990s Total Recall based on We Can Remember It For You Wholesale by Philip K. Dick, which is way better than The Running Man. So much better. Ridiculously better. Not the least of which because it is directed by... The incomparable, um, uh, oh my god! Whoa, uh, my brain just exploded. Oh,
0: uh, Paul Verhoeven. Thank you. Uh, Sorry. I I kept
1: wanting to call him Vanderhoven for some reason. I knew that wasn't his name. Paul Verhoeven, um, who who is absolutely incredible um, as a filmmaker, uh, as a director of action cinema, uh, especially politically engaged action cinema. Um, he he is kind of one of the greats, um, and that's why you should follow that up with uh, another film based on a. Um, Sci- science fiction tale uh starship troopers also directed by paul Verhoeven, uh, based on the novel by robert Heinlein, takes a, a paperback defense of fascism and turns it into a cr- critique of the uh, united states foreign policy circa 1998 um and accidentally circa the next 10 years mm-hmm. um completely by accident um so those are two great films to go with instead uh films that predicted um the the surveillance state uh the truman show this is a film that uh, accidentally predicts um the the state of uh contact sports in the, this this country um which is not to say that mixed martial arts is anything like the running man but it's decidedly um more intense than uh, football although
0: it's Jesus, more intense than boxing man
1: well yeah um football is its own bag of cats too though um say what you will about mixed martial arts those dudes only do that like once a year Um, football players doing that shit every given Sunday. Um, I said every instead of any, but you understand the joke that I was making because you have a brain. Um, So I I think that's a a much more interesting film about this kind of, the same kind of thing. Um, About, um, that's a cat, Uh, about the commodification of people's pain, Uh, about the commodification of of a life. Um, And I think The Truman Show is really one of the best things that... um, Hollywood has ever made about that sort of thing. I really hope the, that uh, Pluto is making it on a microphone right now. I think he is, yeah. I, I hope so. We have a new
0: mascot, Pluto the cat.
1: He's He's got a real adorable meow. Listen to him. Um, the, he has nothing to say about The Running Man. He watched it with me. Did he? Yes, he did. Did
0: he, uh, did he enjoy it, do you think? No opinion.
1: Slept through the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> didn't uh, Slept through the whole thing. Um, all 100 minutes of it. So those are were, are my suggestions of, of things that um, I really think you would do well to watch as opposed to The Running Man.
0: Very good, very good. I am also going to say Trash Dalton. It's not. No, no. I mean, it's fun. I'm not mad I watch it, like we said earlier. I'm mm-hmm. not mad about it at all, yeah. but it's there's better Schwarzenegger out there, and with you, I was going to mention uh, Paul Verhoeven's Total Recall. I think it's a much better sort of take-down the system, the corporate system uh, sort of film of the same Zeke Geist. I'm going to recommend two films uh, from the second cycle of the sort of anti-fascist dystopian uh, films from the early 2000 aughts, and uh, both of them are set in the UK, and that already Already mentioned v for vendetta
1: and the other one already alluded to
0: that children of men yeah that Man.
1: was what i was referring to when i was talking about uh a- anti-violent political films where the protagonist doesn't touch a gun
0: yeah when you said that went oh he's totally talking about my movie don't say it don't say it i had a feeling
1: you were gonna bring it up so i decided not mention it yeah. but yeah I-, I think those are two very great films um from the the mid-aughts cycle of anti-fascism films we were just talking about uh one of which got co-opted uh, by a bunch of slack-jawed neckbeard-having uh, douchebags, uh, the other which uh, is real prescient. I don't know if you watched uh, Children of uh, Men within the last year. Whew.
0: Yeah, it's intense. Whew.
1: It's a hard to watch. It always was, and now it's real difficult to watch.
0: Yeah, it it really does speak to our moment in ways that are really quite disturbing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, check those out. Children of Men, V for Vendetta, Total Recall, Dalton's picks as well. I think that's good stuff and good times to be had. Uh, We're rolling now here towards the end of the show, guys. And I'm kind of excited about next week's pick. I am, too. Because it's not the kind of movie we normally do.
1: No, and that's why the randomizer was put in place. Uh, we selected films that were decidedly good trash and uh, wrote them on bingo balls.
0: And it's most deaf good trash.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be looking at... a um, We're going to be looking at uh, Alicia Silverstone's film, Clueless. I I cannot believe this. I'm just so excited.
1: I I thought you were going to say you can't believe that you couldn't say Alicia Silverstone's name.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, uh, there's also that.
1: Yeah, we're going to be looking at Clueless, which I have been wanting to watch. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I've been wanting to rewatch it for quite some time. So uh, it just so happens that it came out of the randomizer. And um, it's going to be a good time. Uh, It's... uh, It's a film that has only risen in estimation uh, in the 20 years since its release. Um, 22 years since its release. Holy cow. No kidding. Um, So, um, yeah, it's very interesting to me that uh, Amy Heckerling wrote uh, and directed not only this, uh, but also Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, And that's really quite impressive that she made, like, the definitive... uh, Oh, take that back. I'm so sorry. Uh, I gave her credit for writing a uh, Cameron Crowe's film. Uh, Cameron crowe actually wrote um oh she directed though she directed though um but it's interesting that the same filmmaker is responsible for what's considered the, one of the definitive teen mil- films of the 80s and one of the definitive teen films of the 90s so uh we will not be talking about fast times at ridgemont high though uh, except in passing we will be breaking open clueless starring lacey silverstone Brittany murphy uh donald fazon and paul fucking rudd
0: paul rudd yeah it's gonna be great uh i'm so excited it's gonna be a great time uh, because that's what makes watching movies worthwhile is these conversations that i get to have with dalton that i get to have with you lot out there um through the interweb so uh hit us back on social media tell us what you think about what we said what we should have said what we didn't say and uh what you think we said wrong what we might have said right i doubt that happened but you know accidents do happen. Broke clocks are right right, twice a day and so there's a chance. But you just keep watching we'll keep talking and we'll see you all next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Good Trash Genre Cast. The Good Trash Genre Cast is a production of goodtrashmedia.com. Direction by Dustin Sells and Dalton Stewart. Production and editing by Dustin Sells. Social media by Dalton Stewart and Alexander Rohanen. Our intro music is Night Call by Kavinsky and Love Fox. And our outro music this week is Long and Tall Sally by Little Richard. For more information on Good Trash Media, go to goodtrashmedia.com.